Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Coming up today on the Football Ramble. It's a fake pitch. Yeah. So no, it's real. You can play on it. It's just artificial. Yes, it's fake yeah. grass. Very much fake grass. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the true magic of the game. Did you see like, the pitch hovering? Like when Phil Neville called uh, the disappearing spray referees use the imaginary spray. <laughs> He just seems to be unconfident. I think he had more chances in one half that I've seen any player have this season. If I go back to England, if I can change their attitude, yeah. if, I can, <laughs> if I can just make it a better place. Just another rainbow, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Maidstone and the Magpies are through to the fourth round, but Arsenal are not. It's Monday 8th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushan Ahabdaraja. It's Monday, everybody. It's the start of the working week, and we're here with you. Yeah, the, the weekend the lock has been closed again. Again. But we kept alive by the promise that it will, of course, open once more mm. on Friday. Yeah, this week. Yeah, this once Friday. More this week. <laughs> this Friday. Fish <laughs> looked panicked there. No, I was yeah. excited. Early. Yeah. All yeah. right. Pre-kend on Wednesday. Here we go. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, in a way, you know, with the football that's going to happen tonight, a little bit more FA Cup, it'll feel like the gate is. Fish is like a new man. Yes. <laughs> May not have played a game. He's had a wonderful week. <laughs> yeah. You look Been refreshed. <laughs> Been lovely. You look happy. Yeah. Um, and let's see if you are later. Yeah, yeah let's. Um, but before we get to the FA Cup, everybody, we have a winner for our final Toshiba Fire QLED TV. It is Joe Haysom, everybody. Hey. hey, well done, Joe. Big Joe, hey. Hey, Joe, where are you going with that TV in your hand? Yeah, <laughs> hands. It's a fifty-inch. Yeah, actually, yeah. He won't you be... said that before. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be sleepy, Joe, with all the light coming he out. Fifty-inch, he, he? he won't. No. <laughs> if we entertain Joe, yeah. you would imagine. Uh, well, Joe, we've emailed you, so please respond with your address and the good people at Toshiba will get your brand new 50-inch TV delivered to you right away. Thank you so much to everyone who entered. Keep your eyes open for another competition very, very soon because if you didn't win this time, unlux, yeah. you could win another time. It could be you. It, it could well be. <laughs> it wasn't you this time. No. Unless you're Joe or the other two winners. Yeah. Um, you know, you know how this works. Yeah, there's always uh, always another opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right, everybody, uh, let's get down to it. Highlights of the weekend. Look more. Um, Cardiff had 22 shots mm. against Sheffield Wednesday, including two penalties, and lost four <laughs> nil. Yeah, it's a good day out, isn't it? Very good day. Cameron out. Dawson saved both penalties inside three minutes. One of them he saved very nonchalantly as well. And I was thinking to myself, um, that's a terrible day out for all the fans that went. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to think of a more unfortunate day at the office unless your name is Dan Ballard. Yeah, which we'll probably come on to. He didn't have a good um, time. So I just thought that was an extraordinary set of statistics. I just thought it was extraordinary, Des. Yeah, it was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah as you say, the nonchalant save. When it's just so lovely, isn't it? The way the ball kind of cans up, up off him, and he just looks at it and it. goes, "Thank you very much." Cheers. Like a, like a cricketer, Vish, who's uh, just been edged all the way up in the sky, and he takes it and says, "That's lunch. Thanks very much." Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a few. Like I have, there's a few bits of that that I take umbridge with. But he's saying that because you like cricket. True. Yeah. It wouldn't be an edge, would it, if it goes up in the air? I suppose. It could be a, top could be a leading edge, edge a top edge. Yeah, could so be a leading. So edge. Don't okay. do that again. <laughs> so what did I say wrong then? Yeah, just just some of the language was off. We don't yeah. we don't have to get into so it. Marcus, do you want more swear words next time? A little, you're, Marcus, you're a couple. Okay. What I don't like about this is Vish has been ungrateful. You're trying to reach an olive <laughs> an olive branch of sport yeah. to the man of the bat, right? And he's just throwing it right back in your face. I am he's a like, man of the like, bat. He's like that olive branch that can't hit a six. <laughs> That's going right up your bum. <laughs> I'm a saying. man of the bat, but right now you're being a man of the piss. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're a 
man of the prat, more like. <laughs> right, what's your Terrible. highlight of the week? Uh, my highlight weekend. of the weekend is Liverpool fans on their way back from the Emirates uh, singing the Mo Salah song at the Finsbury Park Mosque. Just thoroughly enjoyable. Check out the video. It's Josh great stuff. Underscore LFC underscore. It's so it's so loving and just so funny. The, the camera work is exceptional because they're obviously being led from the ground mm-hmm. to Finsbury Park to head home and they're just all singing it. And then as it gets to the crescendo, he mm-hmm. just pans to his left and zooms on Finsbury Park <laughs> Mosque. Just really And speaking of Mo Salah, he played for Egypt against Tanzania in a warm-up game, didn't he, yesterday? He did. They won, but he didn't score. No. So Liverpool fans, don't really need, do you need him? No, do you I'd need say him? not. I'd say not at yeah. the moment. You have what to... about yours, Marcus? What's your highlight of the weekend? Oh, I mean, there was a fair few. Um, I, th- I think um, Kevin De Bruyne's hair. Oh, that's great. Hey. I should, Kevin De Bruyne's back and it's just a bit like, okay, right. Now we're getting on with it, are we? Yeah. Now this is this is going to be tedious. Now but there's something about oh, Winter the ha- Soldier, is it? Oh, well yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but there's something about the hair which makes it more kind of ominous. Is maybe not the right word, but a bit more inevitable. Yeah, that he's going to be great. He's it's, it looks a bit flashier. You know the bit where he um he's with them training in uh, Saudi Arabia and he's got the beard. Beard, yeah. And you know when people... I was shouting the beard go, by the way. Yeah, but but you know when people come back from... You know, we talked about him going on like a... Not a pilgrimage, but like finding himself, going yeah. into the forest and coming out. But you know when they come back to the modern world, they're like, right, here's Razor. And they're just... Yep. There's a montage of them in the mirror, yeah, yeah, shaving yeah, yeah, yeah. and like just staring dead ahead of their own reflection. De Bruyne's return to me is reminiscent of when um, in the 2003 documentary movie, Some Kind of Monster, hmm. where they um, film Metallica recording a new album. And just halfway through the film, um, James Hetfield leaves and doesn't come back for six months because <laughs> he goes hunting and wants to dry himself out. And he just comes back and it was all right. We'll get on with it again. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. he's the main off. one. He's and the main De Bruyne one. is the main one as well. Yeah, but it's specifically his hair though. It's great I, to see. A great, but my actual highlight, actually, really, the weekend was just in general George Elakobi. Yeah. Just a lovely fella. Just a brilliant mm. bloke. Yeah, I heard him on the radio um, in, in, in the um, aftermath of the Maystone victory and he he's just a, the loveliest bloke in the world. He personifies the purity and the magic of the FA Cup. I think it's right. You're right to say that. Mm. You're very right to say that. And that's where we're beginning now, everybody. Yeah. First, first on match of the day, Maystone. Can't have happened before. Yeah, come on. Cannot have happened before. Nice to see they were on TV eventually. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. But Maystone won Stevenage nil, of course. If you're a Stevenage fan, then um, unlucky. You finally got mentioned on the ramble. Yeah. Um, but it's because you lost. Uh, Maidstone, they were the lowest ranked side left in the third round, of course. Um, but they did beat League One Stevenage. And we saw a pitch invasion. We saw uh, a young chap dressed as a banana. We saw, go- <laughs> we saw goals with the wheels on them. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's because it's a, it's, a, it's a fake pitch. Yeah. So no, it's real. You can play on it. It's just artificial. <laughs> yes, it's fake yeah. grass. Very much fake grass. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the true magic of the country. Did you see like, the pitch hovering? Like when Phil Neville called uh, the disappearing spray referee. Use the imaginary spray. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone gets to just buy into it. Exactly. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. No, but I like to think that the goals, though, you know, after quick get everybody off the pitch because there's a booking at six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you not see the other 22 players waiting on the side yeah. of the pitch? Like, should we go on now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Six, six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was it was absolutely incredible, was it not? And Stevenage had so many chances. Well, it was interesting because it was a robbery. In, well, in the first half, it was yeah. quite even. Maystone did okay. Yeah. They had a few chances themselves. Obviously scored just before half time. Yeah. Talk to me about the second, second half. Second half they got <laughs> second half it was overwhelming. It was incredible yeah. how Stevenage had chance after chance, the one it hit the bar, the post. Yeah. But the stones went through. They did. And and the bar and the post, I don't think you should gloss over that. I mean, that was an extraordinarily poor miss. Yeah, yeah. I mean mm. it comes to him fairly quickly, but mm. he's really a yard out. Yeah, that is the magic of the cup. It is. <laughs> in a regular game, he'd have scored, but for some reason, though, his foot couldn't quite can, get on it. Can you describe the, the magic of the FA Cup? Well, it, <laughs> it makes professional players look shit for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we like it. It makes the but, lower but Oliver Ash, the owner of, or co-owner of Maidstone, um, mm. a.k.a. the Stones, he was absolutely fuming. And it reminded me of, you know when uh, the BBC... You say why. <laughs> I'm going to come on to that. Okay. But the BBC um, say they'll they'll go to... So the game was at Stevenage, yeah. and it was Stevenage versus Maidstone. And they'll speak to say, the Stevenage manager before, and he'll say something mm-hmm. like, oh, well, there's a reason you're all here. You want an upset. And they, yeah. they got a bit pissed yeah, off yeah, because yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. you only have one reason. You want to see the other team do well, and I yeah. don't like that very yeah, yeah, much. Yeah. It's just got the inverse of that. Because yeah. after the, um, after the um, game, uh, Oliver Rash said, most people are amazed the cameras are not here. I get that more people support Everton than Crystal Palace, so the TV companies think they will get more viewers than Maidstone. 
but it's a shame because the competition is all about games like ours. And I, mm. I totally agree. And I would just go on to say one thing is that, you know, the BBC have a mandate to to, to entertain, inform, to mm-hmm. provide something maybe a little bit different from commercial TV stations. There's absolutely no reason yeah. they shouldn't be doing this and that they should be showing, you know, just random Premier League games or, or Premier League games mm-hmm. by another name in another competition because it's fucking boring, as it was, yep. as we saw on Thursday night. And the second thing is, I thought, Oliver Ash. Not sure you'd be saying that if it got battered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be saying, I'm pleased to put the, well, the cameras he, on here. He, he wouldn't have signed off with, so let's get Manchester City down to the Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fast forward the two weeks start, but he's going to be running around going, you can't use that. Yeah. You can't use that footage. <laughs> I'm not signing off on that. It'd be nice to see, though, if Man City did go there. It'd be nice to see uh, Liam Gallagher at the Gallagher. It would be good. Yeah. Gallagher be squared. Good. But I think this is poor because a mate of mine um, does the cameras for match of the day. For, you know, he's often at grounds, much that, and yeah. he lives down in Kent. Could have sent him. Didn't bother though. No, that's a shame. All there for them. That's why you're annoyed. I'm it's very annoyed. George Ellicobi said that he really wanted wolves, didn't he? He, wanted, yes. he said, "Let me take on. my babies Do, up to wolves." Yeah. I love that. I love that. He, it, as if he couldn't get any more lovely when he referred to the team as babies. Also, like he's strong enough. I reckon he could carry. His, he could cradle his team up. Who is it? The, uh, the, the 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 charming BBC presenter said this to him. He said years ago, FIFA had you down. Probably, I assume, on the game. Yeah, he's like the that second or third strongest player. Then he did sort of start sort of touching yeah, him up. And don't I was do, a bit don't like, do that. Yeah, 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 you can't just... But, yeah, but you Big George was just stood there as if to say... It's happens all the time. All right, yeah, well, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't get to pet him. Yeah, it was as if to say, all right, but a couple yeah. more of them and I'll show you just how strong yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, and also, like, I'm, I'm a football manager here. You yeah. would do it. Oh, Pep, you're a bit bored. <laughs> slap his little head, would you? <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Uh, oh, just yeah. take Klopp's glasses. Yeah, it was super. You to shine them. You're growing the goatee, aren't you, Deserby? Chin, chin, chin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was. Oh, uh, can I see myself in your teeth, Jürgen? <laughs> give me a card, Paul's balls a little tickle. <laughs> give me a little tickle. Oh, you've gone too far. You'd mess his hair up, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the thing about the, you know, just to linger on the um, uh, BBC not choosing this game. Hmm. Uh, to show live, like we've seen it with terrestrial broadcasters with the FA Cup, that as soon as they get an All Premier League tie, they almost want that big matchup as a as an audition. They yeah. almost think, oh, well, you know, everyone's talking about it, so we we should we should, we should really get in on this. Mm. And they don't think of the bigger picture, which, as Luke says, is like give people something a bit different, gives them something interesting. Was it really? Uh, you know, <laughs> I like the fact that he mentions Palace Everton because that was a terrible mm. game. He could have really thrown Burnley Spurs in there, but yeah. they just they. They're not really thinking about that, are they? Like, mm. it's maybe it's easier for us to say, but the person who makes that decision mm. is just thinking of like, oh, social media engagement, clips, mm-hmm. this, that. Yeah, the but other. I just don't, I just don't understand the logic behind. For example, another, another, an even further kind of, even poorer example, really, than this would be that. They had the rights to. They, they had the rights, and they picked Manchester City at home to Huddersfield. Yeah, and they put it on the red button. Was it? Yeah. And so so no one's gonna fucking watch it anyway. Well, even even today, like what you, you've you know they've been paying attention to the Premier League. You know, you have match of the day. At what point do you think you know what would entertain people on a Monday night? Manchester United Wigan. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, it might be, to be fair, Vish. Yeah. Speaking as a neutral, that could be very entertaining. Speaking as a Manchester United fan, <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Well, you know, I, I take your points, but but I think the, the the one is say something like a you know a, a tie like Man City versus Huddersfield, which is obviously I understand if they want to show Arsenal v Liverpool in the cup. Come on, no, I think, but then, yeah, that's I, I think Vish. I think Marx is right on that front. I think Arsenal versus Liverpool is clearly the standout tie of the round. Yeah. So you, you, it's justifiable to show that. But three, so three out of the four days. Uh, Three out of the four days, they've had all Premier League games. So here's only the thing. one was interesting. Absolutely, they they do have a they do have a mandate. I think as you know, you can interpret the charter however you want. There's lots of different political stuff around it. No time to go into that now. But they should be showing things that other commercial stations, to an extent, can't show because of the. They have to worry about ratings. If it, the, the the bottom line is, commercial stations can fail for commercial reasons. Yeah, the BBC yeah. cannot do that. Therefore, it shouldn't be trying to compete in that way. So that's what what where the problem comes from. I think. Um, also, you you sorry, just very quickly, you're going to get your big games as the competition progresses. Exactly that's what I was about works. to say. Exactly. Yeah. What I was about to say. Well, we want to see Maidstone on TV. Hundred percent. And, and, and the good thing is now yeah. there's very very little chance. Uh, they won't show Maidstone because only non sorry nine non-league teams have ever made the fifth round, yeah. and only one's ever made the sixth round. Yeah. So now they're in the fourth round. Well, also, yeah. also as you say, co-owner Oliver Ash has uh, has highlighted it as well. Yeah. In an Arsenal-esque type way. Yeah. So he can't it's be ignored. Like that, isn't it? Yeah. Or Sir Alex back in the day. Uh, National League Eastleigh are still in the cup. They earned a draw at uh, Newport County, which was 
quite unlikely, really, because they were down to 10 men for a long time in that game, and they, they were 1-0 down, so incredible they fought their way back. So um, very much kudos to them. Uh, heartbreak for Chesterfield, though. Yeah, one nil. That up, was a shocker. One nil up at Watford, and then conceding equaliser in the seventy-six minutes, and then and they had chances as well. Yeah, oh! bad chances. I, I was just watching the highlights, going, "Oh, lads, such it's, a shame." It's really sad seeing. It was really sad seeing the Chesterfield players just falling to their knees. Yeah, but the ninety-fifth minute, and yeah. and of course when Watford score, they're kind of like, "Oh yeah, that's good. That's that's lovely. That is." And yeah, like, they didn't. Re- they weren't even really that. Look that buoyed by it. Yeah, if you didn't know it was a 95th minute winner yeah. and you watch the highlights, you'd think, oh, there's probably like 20 minutes to go or something. Yeah. But they're out, and that's the, that is the the harshness of the FA Cup as well. We talk about the magic, we talk about the romance, but also there's a brutal edge to it, Luke Martin. There is. Like, much like me. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, because Portsmouth didn't even make the third round. No. I think, I've got off the top of my head here, yeah. I might have blocked out a mark. I think they might have been knocked out by Chesterfield. They were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So there we go. Fuck them. The last. It's <laughs> <laughs> what you get. Yeah. It's a shame it's because. It's what you get. They've embarrassed themselves there because Pompey would have got battered by Watford. <laughs> I mean, at least Brighton went through representing the South Coast, but Portsmouth, of course, the last you South could... Coast side to have won the competition. Absolutely right. You could also argue that Eastleigh are sort of a South Coast oh, side. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so Southampton yeah. based Eastleigh is yeah, there. Exactly. That's Solly March name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, right then, gentlemen, let's go to the northeast. Sunderland nil, Newcastle United three. I really regret not saying to you, look, when you were full of it uh, for yeah. Sunderland on Friday, you do realise Newcastle are a much better team. Though. Yeah, you should have said that, shouldn't you? It's mm. easy to say that now, isn't it? Yeah, you won't yeah. get as much kudos. Well, actually, do you know what? I did, but it was edited out repeatedly. Oh, was it? Fucking those bastards. Those bastards. Yeah, Why don't you tell me that um, <laughs> Gillingham might not beat Sheffield United? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fair to say I called this one wrong, but I didn't expect and maybe Sunderland fans will chuckle at this because they've seen him play a lot I mm. haven't um, that Dan Ballard would have such a bad game the Ballard of Dan yeah I mean he should have given away two penalties he gave away one yeah. and he scored an own goal yeah. it was a tough day at the office well, that own goal Sunderland. was it was uh, it was just one of those ones where Isak's probably going to put it in anyway yeah and but it goes on your record as an own goal in a derby game it does the first it? derby game for however many years yeah. if, he, if he doesn't die for it that's a good cross isn't it it's a very good cross yeah, yeah. The thing, I mean it's still a good cross but yeah. yeah obviously though like you know next time just hook it away rather into the net if you're listening, do you not think that's yeah. what he was trying? Right, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't consider that. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his celebration. I'm not letting him score. Did you not see the celebration? He did a Klinsman on the pitch. <laughs> he was just face down <laughs> yeah. in front of his own fans. I actually felt for to score for really, the fans, don't they? I really felt for him. Actually, I did too because yeah. he was he was gutted, and I think one of his teammates tries to pick him up. And yeah. he was just like, no, I just need a moment, really, yeah. to just process it. Because, oh, dear, oh, dear. The only thing missing was that him getting sent I mean, he was booked, but he didn't get sent off. I mean, he, he just had one of those days. Mm. And it's yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for Sunderland you know, at home in a big derby game. But as you've rightly pointed out, Marcus, you know, Newcastle are a much better side. However, we are used to it in the FA Cup seeing these kind yeah. of things. What, what I found interesting was that Newcastle, perhaps because Sunday just aren't anywhere near as good, but Newcastle were able just to find their gear. They were. And, yeah. and, and don't forget, it's easy to be wise after the event, and I'm absolutely fine to take it on the chin. I called it totally wrong. It was a terrible take. But apologize. Part of the, I apologize to everyone listening, mm-hmm. um, but to no one in the studio. Um, <laughs> well, back to the piff posse. <laughs> I'm not apologizing to them. Um, Unless they make me, which they made it <laughs> I was about at to some say. point. Um, yeah. I, I would just like to say that part of the build-up, part of the narrative into this game was the fact that Newcastle looked like dead on their feet. Mm. Yet they, so they and, and you, there was a doubt that they could find, they were actually physically able to lift themselves, but mm. of course they were. What they were able to do was, was, was far good enough. It was Joe Linton who played the crossing for the opening goal, wasn't it? It was a beauty as well. So, yeah, that's how it goes. I think this was the perfect game for Newcastle to try and get back on track. I think we were all thinking, oh, if they lose it, Oh, if they lose it, it'd be absolutely disastrous. That'd be damn because, but, 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 because, because they win it. Yeah, well, I suppose I know. I appreciate we didn't say it, but I suppose the reasons for the upset are the reasons why this should be considered quite a nourishing win for Newcastle because yeah. it gets them out of that right and, and does so in quite a pronounced way. A nourishing uh, win is a lovely description. Yeah, it, it just felt like that, didn't it? Mm. I, I, there was a point actually where I wondered if uh, you know it's easy to throw these things out there. I wondered if Sunderland like wanted it a bit too much. I, I think there was about mean. fifteen minutes in where I was like. Lads, calm down a bit. Yeah, yeah. It felt like every 50, sometimes there'll be a 60-40 or a, you know, 70-30 in Sunderland's favour. Yeah. And they, the, like, the midfielder would go to ground. You're like, what are you doing? Just, yeah. like, just take the ball on. But... I was well disappointed by a lot of their players' performances, with the exception, I think, of Alex Pritchard, who played well. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. kind of... He, and I wondered whether it's because he came through at a, you know, a Spurs, a big club. He's played for Spurs. You know, I wondered if he just kind of was a bit more used to it. Um, he seemed to... 
be quite bright. But other than that, it was very, very disappointing for them. But, you know, as Marcus rightly said, you know, sometimes it just comes down to them playing against a far better team. You know, it's just but, but, it you, but you make a good point there, Vish, about the, the occasion and the way Sunderland responded because, again, like you always think, right, let's G ourselves up, let's get you know, get everybody in the fans and all that, and you think, yes, that's exactly what we should do. But that does mean you might be too pumped, and you've got to, within that surge of energy, you've got to be controlled and disciplined. Yeah, they're, they're a better team than what we saw on the weekend, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be wrong for people watching them for the first time to come away with the opinion that the golf is as big as it looked, yep. um, as it did on the on the weekend. On a very young side, of yeah. Course. Well, that's an important part as well. The other thing is, like, I think this is this was also an extension of what we've seen from Newcastle over, over you know, during Eddie Howe's tenure. Really, like, they seem to just step through like the season quite well in terms of they assume, they absorb a lot of information and, and put it out in, in very different ways. And I suppose we can start with how they immediately took to Howe's methods, how they've they immediately kind of nailed the pressing game. I know like a lot of their issues at the moment can be traced back to, I suppose, doing that a little too much and not necessarily having a a, a, a plan B, let's say. Um, but even, you know, the way they acquitted themselves against PSG, that first home game, the way they acquitted themselves for most of that uh, return fixture with PSG yeah. in Paris, they do manage occasions quite well. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and so I think the, actually the way they played it, like the atmosphere was mm. incredible. Um, the commentators were saying before, weren't they, that like even up until kickoff, you're like, God, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And they just seemed, they just rode it out yeah. quite comfortably. It, it, it's easy to be wise after the event, of course. But again, what you're just saying there, this was the perfect cup tie for Newcastle in a sense, because if they were away to, <clears throat> I don't know, another championship side who were doing pretty well, you could see them going, ah, oh, we could have maybe could get, stayed at could home. Could get run raggedy. Could have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so on. Whereas this, it was like, right, lads, all on it now. Yeah. We cannot lose this game. We've had a bad run, and obviously <laughs> that ended, that win did end a nine-game winless run. But this is us now. It wakes you up a bit, doesn't it? It did, exactly. Yeah. It wakes you up. And, and, and really from the off, wasn't it? Sean Longstaff <clears> had those two early chances. And yeah. From that point on, it was like, okay, right, this is how this is going to go. And when you got Jason Tindall there pulling the strings, oh, he was pulling doing... the emotional <laughs> strings. He was doing, he was doing, I'm on um, choreography. He was doing bits <laughs> yeah. after. But the thing is, though, yeah, he's doing bits after. For those who haven't seen it, Jason Tindall's been caught, you know, seen, caught. seen on camera. He was very much, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to hide it. No, he's orchestrated a, a kind of um, yeah. a team photo in front of the away end, right? Yes. Is it in front of the way in or in front? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it in front of them. Well, Let's do it in front of the home fans. This is Jason Tinder we're talking about. <laughs> and but the thing is, and he's he's got quite a lot of stick for it online. People going, "It's typical Tinder again." And of course, we give him quite a bit of stick here. But what we have to do is acknowledge that that is really why they love him. Totally, so it's that kind of yeah, that kind of conduit between the players and the manager. Mm. The kind of the kind of the man about town type yeah, yeah. vibe of it is exactly what his role really is, isn't it? And you you, you need someone. In in a position like that, who is attuned to the fan base, yep. yeah. and, and and obviously it's easy for everyone who isn't a Newcastle fan to find that annoying and to find him disagreeable. But he's he's not he's not in that position. He's not at that club mm. to appease other fans, is no, he? No, th- and and also again, you know, we're obviously critical and you know concerned about their current ownership. But the previous ownership was so out of touch. Yeah, it was just so. So he's basically a useful idiot for the ownership then. I, I, I don't know about the ownership. I think he would be perhaps doing this wherever he was. I don't. I don't know what he was like at Bournemouth. Perhaps not this because we didn't know too much. But but the point is though that there is that connection and the fans are loving it. I don't think the fans are thinking. Well, maybe they do. Maybe a few of them go. He's a bit of a clown. I think oh, Pete well. thinks he's a clown, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, Pete barely speaks on behalf of himself though. Yeah, let alone true. the rest of the fan base. Pete was, probably, think... Pete was probably watching this fuming. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Listen, I'll, I'll stick my neck out here. He's not here to defend himself. So I don't think Jason Tindall's Pete's kind of guy. <laughs> To be perfectly honest. He's more your type of guy. Yeah, yeah, well, listen, if you're listening, Jason. <laughs> I think if Peter, I'll have a drink with you, Jason. Go up the big market. Yeah. Because he'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, just to, uh, you know, reappropriate a Lord Ramble saying, I reckon Pete would never go out with Jason Tindall. But, but if he was him. out, he'd stay out. Oh, Pete would stay out with anyone. <laughs> yeah. For about half an hour. He'll find someone else. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think yeah. that's fair. Uh, but they got their photo. They did it on the pitch this time instead of in the dressing room because that's what they always do. That yeah. is the, the, one of their traditions. Um, gentlemen, before we go for a break, um, little uh, quick mention for the uh, Coupe de France. Mm. We spoke about uh, the Cup of France on the mailbag on Saturday and we spoke about how it was, you know, it's an extraordinary competition and, and, and reaches so far and wide because some little tiny French... Uh, territories. Territories is mm. the word I'm looking for. Mm. Um, in, 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 the, in the Caribbean, for example, they, they, they play in the Cup. And so we had the team called Golden Lion uh, travelled 
all the way to, to Lille. An 8,000-mile round trip, by the way. And we talked about the magic of the Coupe de France because magic is not um, just uh, English, uh, of course, um, even though most of it is. And, uh, <laughs> and Lille um, very much tapped into that magic by beating the, the, the side from the uh, tiny Caribbean island 12-0. So yeah, they, I thought that was a bit. Like, Cheers like, for coming. Come on, like yeah. at six and seven, can you not? Just... Well, did you want Paolo Fonseca, the manager of Lille, said? Go on. He said it was important that we took this seriously and respected our opponents. Seven nil at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> we really respected our opponent, and that's what satisfies me most. Mm. In many ways, it feels like you're protesting too much there. Yeah, it does yeah. a bit now, but but he does have a point though, because if you're respecting your opponent, you're still just going to keep playing your game. Because I was going to say, come on, at that point, surely it's you know headers and volleys, overhead kicks. But that would be disrespecting yeah. the opponent. But I think there's a middle ground, isn't there? Between Head what you're talking about, then. which is disgraceful, yeah. and, what, and what they've done. Yeah, I love, that's where you're. That's, that, so this is very much the opinion of a man who hums the match of the day theme tune when he's beating you eight 0 on FIFA. Like, that's exactly where Marcus's mind goes. Don't worry about that. The mask is slipped for ten seconds there. That's okay, Marcus. We'll get past it. Appreciate that. Um, but I think there's a way of just saying, you know what? It's six or seven. It's fine. Yeah. They've got to be a long flight tomorrow. Goalkeeper Let's up front. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work for our bro. Let's just get the Olays going. There we go. <laughs> What's a French Olay? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Very good. Andy Brass was not here. He's not here. Yeah. But it's an incredible, incredible, uh, incredible win yeah. for Lille. I know. But we, the thing is, what I like, um, I do like a double figures. You don't see it enough, but I don't like it in this context. I like it when, so, and respect to you. I knew this, I knew you were going with yeah. this <laughs> I like a big game between, say, Liverpool Man United mm. and one of the teams, you know, not, but, uh, fill in the blanks yourself, <laughs> has a terrible day at the office and yeah. gets whopped 10-0. That's amazing. But we didn't see double figures, though. No, I'm just saying, but it would be great if that was the case. The context was one in the Eredivisie a few years ago. Was it there Ajax was, yeah. someone 10? I think so, yeah. We want 10. Yeah. Well, bloody hell, we got it. Yeah. Oh, There's dear. been a couple of nines in the Premier League, of course. A couple there? of nines, yeah. but not a 10. No. Um, is it even possible to get a 10? I don't know. Our 10's getting harder. <laughs> <laughs> May not have playing tonight. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old Eric Nine-Hark. Well, I didn't even think of it being the like, for my team. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's how bad it is. Imagine if I thought, like, no, we can, we can, we can I mean, If May not lose 10-0 <laughs> to Wigan, we're doing a show after. <laughs> We'll do it. I'll go around your house. I don't care. You live miles away. I'm coming over. We're assembling. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, whatever you're doing, stop. Shut the get back there. signal up. You've got to get there. That's yeah. it. Something big is going you on. You get an alert on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Well, obviously, this weekend has been all about the FA Cup. But if you want to hear a few of our bright ideas for spicing up the Carabao Cup, then listen back to last Monday's episode, revealing our New Year's resolutions for football. Um, we, we we just want managers to be able to dress each other for one fixture every season. Is that too much to ask everybody? Shouldn't be, should it? No. Yeah. So I think you need to get involved there and, and sign the petition, which um, perhaps we'll get up on the social media um, <laughs> on the 12th of Never. Right, time for a break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Has he made the save? You know, I don't feel we've worked Oldham's goalkeeper anywhere there enough, but it looked like it was peaked and now to a 1-0 win. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Um, that was the voice of Paul Cook. The great Paul Cook. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. believe he's well, like... There's two voices of Paul Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Durden. Oh, the Tyler dear. Durden of football. I thought it was Claudio Ranieri. Had flashbacks to when Oldham beat Fulham at Craven Cottage. Oh, yeah. Cup. Five years ago, that was. About five, five years. Five years ago this week. About, yeah, 2019, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mitrovic, Mitch penalty. Yeah. yeah. Now we've not got him, so don't need him. No, Putting no. those penalties away. Yeah. <laughs> Right, thanks to Friend of the Ramble, Jake, for choosing that clip. You can become a Friend of the Ramble too by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Yeah, it's time for the aforementioned um, Football Ramble Echo with Betfair. We'll do a quick update every uh, Monday we can. Every weekend we're placing the £10 Acker on four match odds 90 markets across the Premier League, or in this case the FA Cup, where any winning bets are paid out in 90 minutes so you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. Game number one, Marcus picked Leicester to beat Millwall. Marcus? Yeah, Leicester 1-3-2. There we Prove go. Prove me right. Jim picked Arsenal in game two to be, uh, to draw with Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool 1-2-0. Vish picked Gillingham to beat Sheffield United. Um, very much taking the heat away from me here because they <laughs> lost 4-0. So congratulations. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not no, the I, only one because I, I picked Sunderland to beat Newcastle <laughs> and they lost 3-0 as we've talked about. So um, it, was, it was not really a near miss for us this time, but we will be back on, on Friday with another one. Remember with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their matchups, 90 markets, you will get your winning bet paid out in full at 90 minutes. <clears throat> That's right. That's right. Now, everybody, before we go back uh, to the FA Cup, we've been keeping a keen eye on Skelmsdale United and former Spurs man Pascal Chimbonda. Obviously, he's in charge there, the manager, um, especially when he was sent off uh, less than a week after joining uh, for leaving his technical area during a game against Barnoldswick Town. <laughs> Barnoldswick Town? Yeah. Great name. Great name. Sounds like a fictional team you'd make up for an American production of a British film. That's, yeah. Doesn't I, it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Barnoldswick Town. Mm-hmm. Against Bonnie Rig Rose. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Who played for them? Uh, well, reportedly Sean Connery. I'm surprised you've not done a Sean Connery impression there. Yes, I might actually. It's really important. But the funny thing was, because didn't he move to Argentina? Who? Sean Connery in Did later he? life. Well, yeah. What has he done? I heard he played for Boca Juniors. <laughs> um, uh, <Sorry>. but, uh, <laughs> I think he did move to Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Worth it, though, if he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not get Marcus on the last crusade again, because he'll never shut up again about it. Is that your favourite one? It is. Three. What have I just fucking said? <laughs> what have I literally just said? For goodness sake, Vish. It's everyone's favourite one, yeah. apart from a couple of people who, right. who go to the studio. Pascal Chimbond is a five-game ban yeah. at Scalmersdale United. Back to you, Marcus. Back to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> he uh, Yes, he, he was given a five-match ban, but the FA have reduced it to three on appeal. Yeah. So Where did he go to get a five-match ban? <laughs> yeah, it's office. one thing leaving. Yeah, 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 Where did he yeah. go? I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea. Um, but yes, uh, Skelmsdale um, uh, released a statement saying, providing there aren't any postponements over the next few games, Pascal will be able to return to the dugouts in time for our away game at Gig Lane Berry. In other news, Pascal's now registered as a player. <laughs> Come on. Um, and could indeed see him play against Berry on Saturday, 27th, of January. So I thought they were doing this when I initially saw it to bypass the law in some way, but it's just a ban outright, isn't it? I so, believe so, yeah. yeah if okay. it was to bypass the law, yeah, that I, would have been sensational. I was like wondering like, if there were ways around it, but it, yeah, obviously a ban is a ban. It doesn't necessarily matter if you're on the field. It's a or, stadium ban, yeah. Or just off the field, it, yeah. He's taken, um, he's taken them fairly recently at yeah, the scale yeah. and they are awful. I mean, they're, they're rock bottom of the, um, of the division they're in. They've conceded 86 goals in 30 games. They need him. But you do get a trip to uh, FC Isle of Man in that division, which is a lovely little day out. That is so, nice. you know, it's not all bad. Not all bad, of course. No. All right, back to the FA Cup then. Arsenal 0, Liverpool 2. Arsenal have now won just one game in their last seven in all competitions. Who is going to be their Jason Tindall and get them back on track? I think Mikel Arteta thinks it's him, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah it's just a very angry version of it. In fact, like they do look fairly similar. It's, it's like an angry Spanish Tinder. You know, it? yeah, you know, if um if you went on like Chat GBT and it's like, 
give me um, a photo of a handsome man mm-hmm. and you'll get Tinder. It's like, mm-hmm. right now, Spanish him. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish and make him shorter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Mikel Arteta. They, they, it was a very, very... So I was kind of... I literally, in my kitchen, when I was cooking while this game was on... What were you cooking? Um, chips? I, co- I actually cooked a sea bass risotto. Oven chips don't count there as cooking. Is. Well, I've just told you what I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, what did you really cook? A sea bass risotto. Really? Yes. Microwavable? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. It was a bit rich coming from you. We'll leave that there. <laughs> um, we, we, and I, I heard Arsenal fans uh, booing at the end of the game, and I just had a little laugh to myself. I couldn't help it. I was like, oh, we go. Okay, right. Mm. But then I thought, actually... It's a kind of frustrating afternoon for a number of reasons. One mm. is that they've been drawn against Liverpool in the FA Cup. They we all know how you feel about being drawn against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup, Cup it's frustrating. Yeah. It is. Secondly, they've had a hat full of chances mm. and missed them all mm-hmm. and have really come off the end of a, abs- not a robbery, but like a really fucking unfortunate day out. Yeah. And now they're at the Cup, you know, which they've won fairly recently. Well, so I mean, you can understand why they're a bit frustrated. Yeah. But I do think, you know, this is a perfect time to follow up on what I said on Friday. I just think there's quite a lot of entitlement around the club at the moment. Well, do you? Well, yeah. they, I mean, they were fairly entitled to think they should have been a goal up though, Vish, shouldn't they? Yeah, you know, like they were they were everything that we, we've talked about recently about them when they've been in this form. They were very ponderous. It felt like a lot of the players, when they had openings, wanted a better opening, so would take mm. an extra a touch and like lose whatever avenue they had. And I understand the complaints about, or, or rather the the want of a striker in the January transfer window, someone to finish those chances. Yeah. But you also look at some of them and you're like, just just kick in the fucking goal. <laughs> yeah. Like, these are players who have scored before. Yeah. You know, I appreciate there's a conversation being had at the moment about whether their front three is world-class. <clears throat> and there's a lot to be said of like, what constitutes world class, but also I have like, never been happier to miss out on a conversation. Yeah, I have but, no idea that was happening. Yeah, mm. but you know, but rather that they're not world class. That's mm. a conversation being had. Um, but also, it's just like just fucking score. Yeah. Like there's so many opportunities that they like. For example, the Ramsdale ball over the top to Reese Nelson. It bounces perfectly for him to loft it over Allison. Now I know that sounds like you know a bit rich from someone sat here in a in a chair saying, "Oh, you know, just just love the keeper." But people at that level do that I know what often. You mean. It's yeah. like if the keeper's way out of his box and you've got pace, you go yeah. around him. And then when, yeah. you, when you've gone, <clears throat> gone around him and you've lost the opportunity, square it to Saka. There is an open lane mm. there. But obviously in Reese Nelson's head, he's a bit you know, frustrated. Mm. He's like, oh, I'll, ju- I'll just shoot from this impossible angle. And actually, he did, it quite, did quite well to hit it off the post. Yeah. Well, I've, I've never been more convinced a player wouldn't score. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's the problem. And when that really infects a team, mm-hmm. um, and that, that's a really good point. It, it has infected them. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think for me, it feels like if you're talking about play, a player who can go get goals for Arsenal, and, and, and Ian Wright actually tweeted during the game, "We need a killer." Is yeah. basically what he yeah. said, which is right. Um, um, I should also point out Henry Winter tweeted that the Emirates was the only part of London without strikers, mm. which was very very good for Henry. But then literally one minute later, the RMT said the striker <laughs> been called off, so, ah. so it's backfired yeah. on him again. Sorry about that, Henry. <laughs> Um, maybe he's got more power than we realise. Yeah. Um, but but um, th- what they seem to need to me is they've got Gabriel Jesus who really gets involved, links up play well, mm. he's everywhere, mm. kind of really busy, always an option, always moving. And they've got Enketia, who's I think a pretty good finisher, <clears throat> but doesn't get involved in the game very much. If they had like a combination of that, that I think they'd be fine. But it's easier said than done. And maybe they hope that Kai Havertz will be that. But he just seems to be unconfident or maybe it's just his manner I don't know but he seems unconfident he just missed so many chances I think he had more chances in one half that I've seen any player have this season I mean yeah it's hard to sort of pin this on one player it just seems at the moment they are going through a rough period and they need to sort it out quickly are they too predictable though do you think possibly but <clears throat> yeah but I'm <laughs> On another day, they, they they do score a few of those chances. It's just, they're just in a rut at the moment, and and teams can do that. This idea that that, that one or two fans, and I'm not saying that they're Arsenal fans, but people in football saying, "Oh well, January they've got to do something." The January window is not going to provide them with a top class striker who's going to suddenly score 15 goals for the rest of the season. And if you look mm. at the last two January windows, I think they've got got away with um, pulling out of certain. Mm. You know, who knows how far advanced they were, but. Obviously, there was a lot of Vlajevic talk. Yep. They, they didn't go go for him in the end, um, and they're probably better for it. All mm-hmm. told, um, there was a lot of Mud- Mudrik talk. Yeah, they didn't get there, and yeah. they're probably better for it as well. Um, they got Trossard, who <clears throat> by and large has been has been very good. Yeah, for he's them. been he's, he's done all right. Yeah. I think there's um, you know the Jesus thing's funny because I mean I think he's brilliant at everything he does, and mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he doesn't score, but then like the goals have to come from elsewhere. Well, they share the goals around. I mean, Martinelli's but, not... exactly that's what they did well last year. Yeah. 
It's only the start of that season, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it's just not quite happening. But I mean, look, okay, so they're, they're out the cup, fine. But I mean, they progressed in Europe. They're still, you know, in a decentish position in the in the Premier League. You know, you have to remember that Liverpool have been very good in the league, or certainly the results have been very good in the league. So I, I think they're just going through a bit of a bad patch, mm. and they they. They the way they started the game, it was like right lads. Today we sort it out, and it will be so frustrating for for Arteta and Arsenal because, like I say, on another day one of those goes in, and suddenly there's the confidence, and you're. I, yeah. thought, I thought the way yeah. they approached the game from the start was really good. Compare that to the Fulham game, for example, yeah. where they were just awful. They weren't creating yeah. anything. You know, this it, was it was much better from Arsenal. It was just very unfortunate for them that 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 Liverpool kind of rode their luck a little bit, and then of course. At the other end of the pitch, they get a fortuitous own goal, and then it was a great Diaz, ball in, wasn't it? It was, but then, and then Diaz um, scores a beauty to, yeah. to finish it off. But the way the way they started the game, I thought it was almost like they had said, "Right, they're without some big characters today. They're without mm. Salah. They're without Van Dyke. We can really kind of blitz them early." And they actually did, they managed to achieve it. They just mm. didn't yeah. score. And then, as you've alluded to there, Marcus, if you don't if you don't get a goal and you don't make it count. There's always going to be a period in the game when Liverpool are going to have some dominance, mm-hmm. and and they will score because that's what they're like. Um, they seem to always score. Um, so yeah, it was, it, what, did you th- what did you guys think of the fans booing at the end? It was very audible on the telly. The Arsenal fans. Yeah, I, th- I can kind of understand it. They've been yeah. a bit of a rough patch, I think. The only difference, as you as you pointed out, Marcus, was they started this game really well. Mm. Like really well, they were all over Liverpool. Liverpool were basically didn't let a glove on them in the first half. No. And actually, the bit in the second half where it got a bit frenetic, Arsenal were pretty good then. Arsenal were probably how they should be normally mm-hmm. when Liverpool actually started knocking about quickly. Because mm-hmm. then, you know, they left. A f- there were a few more spaces in midfield to knock it about, and Arsenal did that really well. Yeah. They almost need to be prodded into that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when they when you let them try and concoct that energy on their own, they they just can't do it. Yeah. But the booing, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's fine. Mm. Oh, it was a great win for Liverpool, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and also yeah. bear in mind that they played the strongest available team, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Like Salah's obviously not there. Van Dijk's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they were. I, I thought the, the young lads they brought on were really impressive as well, like Conor yeah. Bradley. And uh, what was particularly enjoyable was that Liverpool fan who joined in the celebrations after the first game. <laughs> And yeah. for some reason, Darwin Nunes saw him and just thought, oh, there's a head I've got to slap. And yeah. if you watch the celebration, he just starts whacking him on the head. He's wearing a beanie. Yeah. And then Kanata gets involved and starts whacking him on the head, thinking, oh, this is obviously like we're playing whack-a-mole or something. Yeah. This is something that we do to this guy. And then he and then Kanata takes his beanie off and just chucks it into the yeah. ground. I don't know what so I, I, read that, I read that as in, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be in this huddle with us. You get out. Really? Yeah, no, I, I, thought, I thought I thought, didn't read that at all. I thought it was like you know that period where um, Mitrovic would celebrate with people and hurt them, and like Harland would do it with yeah. Royce, I think, at Dortmund. Right. He like start grabbing his neck when he scored. Yeah, I think it's just like I felt like it was like yeah, come on, get involved, son. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit of mice of me- mice and men, yeah. not really knowing your strength and crushing a <laughs> crushing a mouse. Yeah, yeah. You like this? You want more of this? You want more football, do you? <laughs> yeah. Also, when they threw his hat off, I thought you know sometimes. Um, fans run on, celebrate, and then like scamper off, and yep. then the away fans hide him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easily identifiable now because they've taken his hat off. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Pause it. That's him. Just do a bit of DNA on the hat. <laughs> You'll find him. No yeah, problem. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so Liverpool are through. Obviously, Manchester City are through. As we mentioned earlier, they, they kept up their proud tradition of thrashing Huddersfield uh, <laughs> with a five-nil win. Um, so yes. Uh, so one of the big boys is out of the cup in Arsenal, yeah. but um, very I just much. I just like the stat that. Um, Kevin De Bruyne has the most assists of any player in Europe's top five leagues since the start of last season, mm. and he's played three games this season. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Yeah. One, so, to, one to avoid in the draw. He's the back. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where did we, I leave my sword? Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Little tip for you: get knocked out early by Chesterfield. You ain't got to worry about all this stuff. Don't have to do I it. genuinely would be frightened if Portsmouth had to play Man City in the FA Cup because mm. it would probably be on telly. And it'll be embarrassing. It's you know totally what, embarrassing. You know what they, you know, we spoke about at the start. Get them down to the Gallagher. Mm. Get them on an artificial pitch. Watch Pep lose his mind. Yeah. Watch right. De Bruyne every, every, just crumble. Everyone playing Astros. Um, yeah. Anyone no, with Pep, a dodgy knee. Throughout no, the game, Pep playing. would be on all fours just touching the grass going down. Yeah. Touching grass. He was about, what's oh, this? Here's one for you. If Maystone, and Arsenal would be knocked out now, but if Maystone drew Arsenal and Arsenal had to play that pitch, Arteta would be basically writing letters every day between then and the fixture saying this can't happen my players cannot play on that pitch I promise you that'll be happening yeah, I, mean, no, I, think, I, I think a few of them would do that I think, a lot of I think Klopp, Pep and Klopp would be would do oh, Klopp, well Klopp would be first of all focused on the time of the game 12, yeah. 12.30 on an artificial pitch yeah. make it happen oh, yeah, I'd love it do that but make it 12.35 there you go Klopp. <laughs> 
little bit of extra rest for you, pal. That would be such a because the Newcastle game kicked off at twelve forty-five. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. If they, you want it a bit Good later? News, yeah, yeah. We put the game back a bit for you. <laughs> Just give you a bit of extra time to recover. Oh, great, thanks. Twelve fifty. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so funny. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Some... By the way, it's our sand astroturf. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. now two G astroturf. We're, we're yeah. playing on the beach. Yeah. Um, you know. By the way, you're going to get those little black things in your shoe afterwards. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's still some cup sets afoot, everybody potentially, because League One Blackpool drew two all with Nottingham Forest. They were two nil up, but still, what a, what a it's a great result though. You've got, you've got to say, especially yeah. with Forest having chances at the end. Um, it was interesting that the the former Forest player, uh, an, an academy graduate, Jordan Lawrence Gabriel, scored the first goal, and then he held his hands up um, to sort of apologise instead of celebrate. Yeah, and, and resident um, Forest uh, resident Forest fan of the Ramble, Tom Wally, he does a bit of work with us. He was saying that he was at the game, mm. and he's been a Forest fan his whole life. He said, yeah. "I don't even remember the player." No, why? <laughs> yeah, only what five five what? appearances or something? Yeah. What? What? And, and I understand people are different characters, and you know, you do what you got to do, and who's it for me to say? But. Um, you not would there not be an element of it where you'd be fucking get that up here? Teach you for letting me go. Yeah. Isn't there not an element of that? I do not think that uh, maybe he's doing that to highlight. You know, I, I used to be a forest player. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually better than this level. In a way, it's a shop yeah. window. Yeah. 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 I, I used to be someone. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think I said we said on um, maybe an uncut or a mailbag where mm. like I would do that if I was playing Real Madrid. So people are like, oh, well, he must have been on the books at some point. Yeah, it's a good idea. You also said it on one of our um Patreon shows that if you uh, in your fantasy career you would play a couple of games with Sri Lanka and then you, you decided, and I'm kind of quoting you, that you decided it would be beneath you and then you go and play for England and if England played Sri Lanka, you would do like a sort of a, an Adebayor-esque celebration. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah I would, yeah. <laughs> Good, nice insight into your mind. Very much the anti-Jordan Lawrence Gabriel, that, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, wanted to make sure everybody knows that about fish. It's I don't give away the good stuff for free. People are supposed to pay for that. That's yeah, true. it's Not a really. small island. Only so many of them can be angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Blackpool, um, they they've got themselves a, a replay, which Forest presumably could have really done without, and that was yeah. uh, certainly uh, showed at the end when they were frantically trying to get a winner, um, as every team should. Though. I, I felt that was a little bit prevalent in the Arsenal game as well. A bit like they were going right, someone's got to win this. Mm. Yeah. It, was, it was actually nil nil for ages, but it's actually a pretty good game. Yeah. and it was almost like they'd gone both. Sides. It's better to do one game at 80% yeah. than two games at 65%. Yeah. Because they're playing each other on the 4th of February as well. Correct, so the yeah. um, replay, they would have played like, it would been like that mad Real Madrid Barcelona season. Oh my where. goodness, yeah. I would have loved them to have got a replay, just an extra game in there. Yeah. Take your mind off that Fulham semi final. <laughs> um, Bristol City got a one all draw at the London Stadium, which uh, where West Ham play. Concerns about Lucas Pakitar and Jared Bowen uh, with regards to the little knocks they got. So ugh. yeah, Lucas Pakitar went off very early on, but not before he managed to lay an assist on for Jared Bowen. So he did lovely the job. goal that mm. yeah, did lovely, job. lovely goal. But yeah, so slight concern there. But hopefully they'll be okay. And I think it's an interesting time for them to concede a late, um, equal, well not late, but like a second half equaliser to a team in a league division below them because it was a goal of great quality as well, the Tommy Conway goal. But it kind of feeds further into this chat about David Moyes, doesn't it? Like, yeah, West Ham fans at the moment, mm -hmm. a section of them don't need an excuse to be annoyed at how they play. And this kind of thing probably further compounds that, I would say. Maybe. You, you, you're 1-0 up. You know, you should be able to you should be able to put away a team once you've scored so early and yeah. they weren't able to do that and now they've got to go to Bristol City and play again. I do think there's a bit of an entitlement about like Premier League teams, oh, now we've got to play another game. Well, you should have fucking won then. Yeah, you play. You play League One Blackpool. You're playing Championship Bristol City. Would we'll win then? Well, I think yeah. But... <laughs> the, the, the budgets are massive. Yeah, but I... That's your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you can be. You, you could rightly be a bit annoyed. That yeah, you but didn't... they're saying we've got to play another game. You're a part of that. Oh yeah, no, no. You, that you, I. Yeah. I mean, with regards to fans who are unhappy with Moyes and and, and their approach and not winning this game, when as we've seen with say Palace, you know, when when Roy Hodgson said recently, well, I don't know what they're moaning for, you know, and when Redknapp was at, but you know, some of the especially the older managers quite long in the tooth said, well, they've never had it so good, that kind of thing. And I loved it if Moyes just turned around and went. Well, at the start of the day, someone said you're going to still be in the cup at the end of the day. Well, you would have taken that, wouldn't you? Right, well, that's where we are. In fact, with, with all the teams in replays, <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, they're in the fourth round draw. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Still oh, in yeah. the draw. Uh, gentlemen, a uh, little bit of transfer news. Um, as we, uh, as the January uh, transfer window has been cracked open, Spurs have agreed a loan deal for former Chelsea man Timo Werner until the end of the season with an option to buy for a fee believed to be somewhere between 15 and 20 million euros. Uh, an interesting 
signing Vitution. What do you think of this one? I, I, I genuinely don't know what I think of it because when he came to the league, I was like, this guy's going to be brilliant yeah. because he had that very good season with RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm. And, and then he won a Champions League with Chelsea. <sighs> Yes, he did. He did do that. Yeah, mm. as did Kai Havertz, who scored the winner, who now is a Chelsea, you know, yeah. Chelsea legend, and still at the club, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, I don't, I, I honestly don't know. I know it's an extra body with Son being away. I know that he's someone who actually did a lot of his best work when he was in very good form, out left as an outlet, which would suit Spurs and the way they play and what they will miss from Son because. Um, do you remember, you know, Son, Son started through the middle, but mm-hmm. it was only when he went out on the left that he really kind of, mm-hmm. I suppose, rediscovered his old self. And he was a very useful outlet for them. And it might be that the the style of play, the direct nature of play mm. that Spurs have, will get a bit more out of Werner because it'll be more space. I think one of the issues he had at Chelsea was that he didn't really have the same kind of space to run into, run in behind, things like that. Didn't really play on the counter-attack. And because of that, I think he was found out that he was, it wasn't a particularly good hold-up player. Mm. So maybe in that regard, it will be good. But honestly, I thought he'd like set the, not set the Premier League alight, but essentially still be playing in the Premier League and, mm. and doing quite well. And that just didn't come to pass at all. So I, I, I'm really interested by it, but I, I, I don't think I could tell you anything worthwhile on how I think this is going to go. I think you probably summed that up for quite a lot of people, actually. Right, okay. Yeah, I would just, I would just add that, you know, we we said at the start of the season, and it's, and it's actually come to pass that you know Spurs started really well. We're talking about what's realistic for them, and then we talked about how if they lose players, what comes along after them isn't very very isn't very kind of deep. It's pretty thin gruel with respect to those players. They're either inexperienced or or, or have spent a lot of time out injured or whatever. The drop off's quite big. Timo Werner, you know, is a really experienced top level international Champions League winning player mm. who is. You know, it sounds a bit disrespectful. Sounds another body in. He's a very, very good quality body who I think um, does suit perfectly, as Vish says, how Spurs want to play. So I think it's actually quite an exciting thing to uh-huh. to, to 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 have as a Spurs fan. If you if you were a Spurs fan, I, I think um, also, you know, they they need players. I mean, it's just, it's just as simple as that. And I don't know whether there's time to relitigate how Werner was at Chelsea. But they won quite a lot of things, you know. I mean, well, that's what I mean. He, yeah. the, the, the issue is, I think, that he came off the back of a season, from what I remember, at Leipzig, and he had the best goal scoring season he's had. He just tore the Bundesliga up with the amount of goals he scored, despite before or since not being like an ex, you know, an extraordinary goal scorer. He's almost like a, like a wide forward, really. Yeah. And then he didn't kind of replicate that. But of course, loads of attacking players over the years go all the way back to when Abramovich bought Chelsea. Loads of attacking players that haven't necessarily replicated goal scoring. Chelsea aren't really a team who are known for having goal scoring strikers. I mean, their record goal scorer is Frank Lampard. Yeah. You know, and, and he broke the record of many, many years standing. And Drogba was a striker who would score very important goals. But he didn't score that many. Yeah. In, in the grand and, scheme of things. He's not scoring Salah numbers or anything course, like that. But that's, I mean, that's no disrespect to Drogba. He's no, he's brilliant. flipping, you know, tighter. So, so I wonder, I wonder whether it actually matters that people look at Raverna's record at Chelsea and go, he didn't score that many goals or whatever. They won the Champions League. You know, mm. There's not really anything bigger than that to win as a club. So it, it should really be World taken... Club Cup, which I think they won. They also won that. Yeah. They did also win that, yeah. So. He's um he's not started that many games for RB Leipzig this season. There's a reason why he's being let go. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. Right, I, don't know, I, I haven't seen him play in... Um, I haven't really seen him play. Well, I think, I think we can all agree that it is an intriguing one yeah. and we shall see how, how, how he gets on. And that's, I'm sorry, partly the reason he hasn't started games is I think he's missed seven through injury as well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Ange Postacoglu was asked, can you afford to lose Eric Dyer this month if Ben Davis is now injured? And he simply answered yes. Yeah. And Eric Dyer has reportedly agreed terms with Bayern Munich. Which so, Andy Brassel of this parish predicted, didn't which, he? which would be, which is a lovely move for him, and, and Harry Kane gets a mate. Uh, maybe, that is definitely part of it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. definitely part of it. It's got to be. It's got to be part of it. Uh, well, no, Harry Kane is definitely. That's what I love about football. It's, it's just such a massive, complicated, sort yeah. of opaque thing. And then yeah. Harry Kane's basically just said, "By the way, yeah. he said, you know, you know that at the start we, we agreed that if I sort of started breaking records and I scored from the halfway line, and yeah. all okay, that, we that, hear you, we hear you, yeah. we'll bring Charlie Kane. No." <laughs> No, <laughs> no but I, I think it's I think it's amazing that there has been a conversation clearly of some description where in training or after training Harry Kane has said to you know Tuchel whoever you're looking for a centre half do you, do you want me to call Eric Dyer because he'd probably be up for it 
And yeah. that's just a, that's quite a heartwarming thing that that still happens in football. It, like, you know, in, on your fiver side when someone pulls out in the morning. Like, yeah. anyone got a mate you can yeah. play? Get a ringer in. Eric? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have, you'd have to register him. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I hope that they deploy him as a, uh, a defensive... A sort of holding midfielder. I was I was having this conversation. I hope he gets booked. Weekend. I hope he gets booked. Yeah. He has to give another name. Was that <laughs> is it the same reason why I hope for it though? Probably not. So they don't feel the need to go to Fijal Polina. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but but I just like I've Marcus got... in the press conferences. Thomas Tuchel, you've got everything you need in that area of the pitch, now, aren't you? Would you agree? <laughs> right, get that written. Get that written up. Get the copy in. No more. No, you're not interested in anyone but, else but, from the but, Premier but League who knowing... speaks Portuguese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know, in that setting, he can't. You can't necessarily do down Eric Dyer. Yeah. So, well, you know, you, so, yeah, it sounds like you're really Marcus just leaning him, back yeah. in his chair in the press conference. Oh, slide tackles are boring, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I do, yeah. No further questions. Yeah. At least wait. Can you at least wait for the second leg of the semi final of the Carabao yeah. Cup to finish? Yeah. Is yeah. the window still open at there? Um, but that was, you know, we, we see it a lot in the continent that, like, because we're, we consume so much of English football and by proxy so much of English players. It's quite cool when they go to the continent and other people have other opinions about them. Totally. And well, it, so it'd be cool if because he started that in that yeah. position primarily. I, that I, was I, how he was coming through at Lisbon. I, I know he's had his Sporting. critics. Sporting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know that um, uh, he's had his critics and, uh, and all that. He's not a terrible player. I, I think there is a, the player in Eric Dyer. I think that he is of... Here's the issue. I, I, as like I starting it. for Bayern Munich obviously would be a... No, but here's the issue as I understand it. It's just that he doesn't. he can't play how... Postecoglou wants to play. Yeah, and he's not fast enough to play such a high line, and he's not good enough to get rid of the two centre backs in front of him. Yeah, and he's and he's not going to get um, a midfield berth. And also, I think I think Bayern aren't particularly great defensively. If I'm right in saying this, season. I mean, but they and they primarily have a lot more of the ball than yeah, you would see at Spurs. Yeah, indeed, yeah. but also Eric Dyer's proven to be you know a squad player as well, which sometimes a big club actually that is quite Needs. handy to have. They're a a massive club, called... but listen, you're absolutely right to say that. And if you look at Eric Dyer. I mean, how old is Eric Dyer now? He's not the youngest player in the world. Mm-hmm. He's, tw- he's going to be 30 um, fairly soon. Mm-hmm. And he's going to one of the biggest clubs in the world. It's a great move for him. The Premier League is just so self-absorbed a lot of the time. And um, and I think, I think you know, if, if someone like Eric Dyer does go abroad, you just say, oh, to Bayern, you sort of think, well, fair play to you. We want more Englishmen to go abroad, don't Honestly, we? Honestly, he's, he's in line to win yeah. the Champions League now. Exactly, exactly. And and you've got to give, you've got to give people credit if they do sort of say, do you know what, actually... Sometimes I am going to have another adventure away from from the Premier League. I think League. he's great. Good on him. Yeah, exactly. Um, although there are reports, though, that apparently Jordan Henderson's wanting to come back to the Premier League. Yeah. It's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> That's backfired, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We don't always applaud it when they go and leave the Premier League. Well, Sometimes, no, 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 you've got to stay here. If that's your only option, bloody stay here. But if I go if I go back to England, if I can change their attitudes, yeah. if, I can, <laughs> if I can just make it a better place. Do you think I, if, Henderson, part of it, if Henderson comes back, do you think he'll reverse Brexit? <laughs> you refuse to play against Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll score against Newcastle and put his hands in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Surely signing for yeah. Newcastle would be the but ultimate, I, I, wouldn't it? I love the conversation that he's broached with his agent about that. I need to talk to you. And the agent's just going to go, mate, people are going to take the piss, yeah. mate. But like, All no, those interviews yet to do. All that stuff he goes, it was only six months ago. I just, I want people to think differently about me. I want to win people back on side. Sunderland boy signs for Newcastle owned by the Piff Ponsi. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Newcastle are on the cards. I don't know, let's be honest. I don't know, they need bodies in there, don't they? Yeah, I, I don't think that's the reason it's not going to be on the cards, okay. Marcus, yeah. Well. There, was, there was a report this morning linking him with Chelsea. He's obviously not going to go to Chelsea either. Yeah. Well, the Chelsea thing, that, that came, came up last night. The Chelsea thing was with, if Gallagher moves on the whole yeah. all round just absurd but when yeah. Jordan Henderson told everyone that it wasn't for the money to go to Saudi Arabia <laughs> and it was basically because he they was... should have asked Poster Coglu whether Henderson was going for the money <laughs> yeah. yes mate of yeah. course he yeah. is yeah. <laughs> but he said didn't he he said oh if anyone at Liverpool had spoken to me about my future there I wouldn't have left right basically saying and I think this probably was a factor it's probably a part of it was that you know Liverpool uh, needed to refresh their midfield. Everyone mm-hmm. knew that Henderson's getting older. He wasn't going to be as much they, a part of it as he said, was before. If you want, you can stay. And the captaincy thing and all yeah. the rest of it. He's then not going to go to Chelsea, the age he is, yeah. and sit around and not play. You know, I, mean, I don't think it's likely that Pochettino, if they if they if they were to try and get Henderson in, he's not going to say to Henderson, "You can play every game." Mm-hmm. I mean, Henderson wants to do presumably a variation of what, say, Lalana wanted to do, where he wanted to go to someone like Brighton because he'd play more. Well, I was going to say, look at Milner, you know. I mean, but I well, think maybe Milner as it's, well. Look, yeah. it's difficult. It's easy to say about someone else's career. It's more the fact that it's clear why he went to Saudi Arabia and clear why any of um, or the vast majority of those players go to Saudi Arabia. We've, we've talked about this. We've talked about this a lot, of course. But if he did want to t- return to the Premier League, 
then his his options he I think he would have options let's yeah, be definitely, honest definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah but but it would be the kind of options that he would have had had he have said um to, to live in fact if, if he have fewer options now than if he when he left Liverpool 100% and I think that that's the thing is that he probably could have gone to um a, a, obviously not going to go to some of the same size as Liverpool Cronell has very few clubs at all in the land that, that are that size but but he could have gone somewhere you going yeah that, that's a good solid move whereas now I think yeah, clubs will have him, but I mean, you know, what about his wages though? Well, now, now I'm on three hundred or five hundred. Well, presumably, he's enough, enough money to not have to worry about that. Yeah, anymore. well, well, that's be interesting. So, so, so wage-wise, I mean, he will have to take an enormous pay cut for obvious reasons. But so, he so will th- still want a lot of money. But he's not young. He's still one of Gareth's guys. So he's there's still... two. There's two factors to this, Marcus. One is the we'd have him at Fulham. He well, well, I was just going to come on to say that. It's embarrassing for him personally because of all he's been through to go there and the reports are to be believed. He's now coming back really with the towel between his legs. It wasn't worth it. You know, he's probably going to want to forget about it pretty quickly. Fine, that's his problem. That's nothing to do with anyone else. The other thing is the landing spots for him in the Premier League. You know, what does he bring? You know, he brings leadership, experience, mm-hmm. the ability at a certain level to dictate a play and to be a really yep. kind of decent, metronomic, um, energetic for his age kind of player in there you are looking at teams probably like Brentford Fulham Wolves mm-hmm. Bournemouth maybe who are doing yeah. quite well who might perhaps need a bit more of experience in that central part of the pitch mm-hmm. time recorded now Brentford are on a terrible run they're now really flirting with relegation Brentford mm-hmm. which is a crazy thing to say but they are you know could they benefit from having someone like him in there I said they probably could so he needs to think about his landing spot carefully because he's given absolutely no thought to his last one and like you say his stock has d- d- mm-hmm. descended dramatically and he's probably mm-hmm. thinking maybe this is a wicked whisper. Maybe he's had a word in his ear from Southgate saying, "Look, I can't, I can't carry on picking you." That's yeah. some, that's something I wondered as well. At least just to maybe leave no doubt that he'll be making that squad. I think the other thing to say is, like, as much as we've um, uh, lambasted him for the, the choices he's made around his career, I think what you're getting as a player as well is someone who's clearly very good in a squad environment very good yeah, great leader yeah you know a very Inspiring good leader figure, yeah. yeah and also someone you know if you look at how he was at liverpool um you know there's still a lot of gray area about why exactly he chose to leave when he did beyond beyond the money and 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 that's maybe me meeting more than halfway and seeing his his reasons at face value i'll take them at face value but there was someone there who was the heartbeat of mm. one of the best liverpool teams we've seen in our lifetime yeah, yeah. Speaking around this, well, certainly my lifetime. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, there's a lot to be said for that. And there, there was clearly, a, you know, the, it's <laughs> it's been six months, and we knew he was on the way. In you know, even in those you know final few months of Liverpool, maybe even the last season or so, there was clearly a very talented player there who who would do a, a very good job for a lot of Premier League clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Manchester United being one of them. You know what? It's not the most ridiculous thing. Alex Ferguson hates him, doesn't he? Well, because he's because of his gate. Yeah. No, it is no. It's his it's it's his attitude. That's the thing. I just think it's easy for Southgate to stand by Henderson and pick him in squads when you're in a qualifying campaign. You know you're going to win. When it comes down to the crunch, when the squads are being named in the summer, Mm. what does that mean? What does it mean, everybody? Well, the aforementioned Manchester United are playing former FA Cup winners Wigan. Tonight, notice I hadn't called Manchester United former FA Cup. <laughs> no, <winners. yeah. laughs> well, this is speaking of FA Cup winners. I was done dirty again on Friday, wasn't I? Were well, you? Yeah. By the Gary Neville, Paul Skulls answers from someone around this table. Yeah, but wasn't you sound like M- M- Michael Richards? He always says, "Don't do me dirty, Gary. <laughs> Don't do me dirty." How long has he been in Corrie for? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me anyway, dirty. We're excited for the game tonight. Very for the, excited for all the obvious reasons. <laughs> all the obvious reasons because we're all going to do Manchester United dirty. <laughs> Who wants to see Eric Ten Hag looking sad? Hands up, I do. Who will see Eric Ten Hag? Fingers crossed. <laughs> crossed poor Eric and that's just because Donny van der Beek's left on loan he has yeah I do love that Sean Maloney is Wigan uh, it's great Wigan manager it's yeah. great just Wigan's that connection to the through through. And through and through um, lovely player it'd be nice to see Paul Jewell in the away end talking of uh, sort of Would Wigan it? men yeah. <laughs> remember that come his, from? do you remember his sex tape exactly where's that come from is that why you mentioned it you wanted to get that in there <laughs> I just suddenly thought of Paul Jewell hour and thought... seven minutes into the show he's <laughs> still a bit tough Paul Jewell yeah <laughs> You would just squeeze Paul Jewell in there. You can't. You can't. Don't say that. Squeeze. Don't say that. Don't say squeeze. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Rebel Party. Thank God for that. Creative Network. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and Vish will be back on Wednesday alongside Jim and Annie before Ramble reacts on Wednesday night for the big one: Liverpool versus oh, Fulham. Shit or bust, baby. Yeah, well, no, it's the first leg. <laughs> oh yeah, true. No, very much shit or bust. Could be about six nil. <laughs> 
we want 10. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be awful, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Very much. I mean, it could be, let me put it another way. Uh-huh. You could very much get a flavour of what might happen in the second leg, <laughs> the first leg. Well, follow us on X, currently or formerly known as Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app, everybody. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Vatushan Antaraja. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.